I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. Today we're going to discuss the, um, I would call explosive rhetoric, but very important rhetoric out of uh, Russians, Vladimir Putin, uh, where he's discussing at the uh, St. Petersburg International Economic Forum that the unipolar order has ended and the West is heading for a change of elite status. Russia is actually coming out of all of this conflict even stronger than they were before. And I find this really fascinating because um, I've been discussing a lot about the Ukraine war and how the United States and NATO had actually started it. Um, They pretty much egged it on to the point uh, where they gave uh, Putin no choice but to invade. And even the Pope had made that clear that he was provoked. And there's no doubt it was a provoking. What people don't understand is that coming through Ukraine is a flat plane. And so you literally can take tanks from Europe straight through Ukraine into Russia. Uh, the other areas do have mountainous terrain and it's a little more difficult. So that is the artery to go into Russia. And it was such a vital component of neutral status, you could say is why Ukraine has always been uh, demanded to stay neutral. And if you just go to history, Ukraine predominantly uh, was Russia anyway. That's why a third of the eastern third of Ukraine are all actual passport-carrying Russians. And it was really the Ukrainians who were killing and bombing the Russians first. And then NATO and the United States mainly were flying B-52 bombers along the border what do you expect Russia to do? The guy's not a chump. And so he, he takes it very serious. So this is a really big deal because I don't think this is just standard geopolitics. I really think the West may have thought they were going to do something here that uh, could have maybe thwarted Putin and take down Russia. I think it was extreme miscalculation and it backfired tremendously. So I want to read you some of these quotes. I mean, there's a lot of quotes here from Putin, and I want to kind of get through this because this is really serious stuff. I think the West, I, my opinion, I think the West is too focused on wokeism. Uh, we got snowflake generals and military personnel uh, running things. Uh, the administration in the United States are so far left-wing communist, and uh, I mean, their their favorite thing is transgenderism. That ought to tell you something. That is just, listen, man, whatever knocks your, whatever excites you, but the level they're pushing that kind of perversion is way out of control. We are very, very much so sliding into a deep moral pit in this country. It's not just the left. There's even some on the right. Heck, even the Catholic Church, you know, was flying the the colors. And it's just, there's just something wrong there. You know, it's just something that I think everyone's too afraid to speak up. Uh, I, you know, people can be people, you could do what you want, but the high level of activism and indoctrination and brainwashing to our youth is so demonic and so evil. And it's, 
It's something we're going to have to have a reckoning on or this nation's done. I can tell you right now, God is not going to be blessing the United States if we continue down this path. I mean, we murder 2,000 babies every day, and now we are so sexually perverted that we can't just handle it for our own adult self. We have to force it indoctrination forcing onto our children. And that's just a line that to me is way beyond crossing. Personally, I don't know why we're not having an ideological civil war over the idea, except that people are just too cowardly to, to really stand up and say something. Uh, but the, the East is not, and let's just say that. Uh, the East is pretty tough. Uh, they're, they're standing ground. I think uh, Russia probably has more moral character than the United States does these days. Uh, China and then, of course, all the Middle Eastern countries, they're adamantly against all of that behavior. And so it's very interesting to see how the world is shifting. And so, you know, here Putin is, you know, they, they keep saying, oh, he's dying. I can't. I mean, nothing they say in the media is accurate. So it's very difficult, I can understand, as American people, because all of your media is a lie. I mean, even Newsmax is is no good anymore. I don't trust Newsmax either, just by the stance they took uh, for the Ukrainian war and other political issues that they should never have done if they truly were a right-leaning organization. You just wouldn't do it. I personally dislike Newsmax very much. I never go to them and never will. OANs, no, no better. We are really selling our souls here, selling out, and it's a big problem. Uh, but you know what's interesting is the East sees this. They know we are in a moral decline. We're in a severe moral decline. And in that, if you study history, what's interesting is when you study history, you find that nations have a tendency to collapse and fall as their internal morality changes. And you, we have such a depletion of morality in this country, both sides of the aisle for that matter, unfortunately. But when we start having that level of moral decay and we start redefining what truth is, we're in deep trouble. And so you have Russian, you know, Vladimir Putin uh, stressing in the remarks that he did give here at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. And he was saying that anti-Russian sanctions have only come back to hurt the people of the European Union and the West broadly. Now we have soaring gas prices, soaring food prices, inflation through the roof. And severe supply chain shortages, which, by the way, the supply chain shortages are not getting fixed anytime soon. I think the East has seen the the light. I think they know they could pull little shenanigans to continue to crimp the supply chain. I know many people think, oh, that's crazy. They're hurting, too, because now they're not making money. But you have to understand, number one, China is communist. So at the end of the day, they sure want prosperity. They want to bring it on, but they're willing to to sacrifice uh, the communists anyway. I'm sure the people don't like it, but they're willing to sacrifice in order to accomplish this. And that's a really big deal. That's something to say because they'll they'll take the bullet to bring the pain And they don't want to get in the way like they want the West, especially the United States, to collapse. 
They do. They, well, they want the hegemony to be gone for sure. And so they're not, they're not willing to get in the way. They don't want to really help us, and they don't want to really hamper the situation that's causing this pain. But it's true. These sanctions have seriously backfired. And of course, it was Sloppy Joe and the Obama minions who really brought this about. And I mean, they're the ones that started it in 2014 when they did the um, very, I think, illegal takeover of Ukraine when they had the coup. It is definitely, you know, we all know it was CIA and Western intelligence that did the coup in Ukraine. And then they installed neo-Nazis. And I, I just don't get it. Anyone, hello, like anyone. I mean, even like Mark Levin, isn't he Jewish? I don't quite get anyone who is so hardcore in support of Ukraine. Ukraine is a dirt hole. It's a child sex trafficking nation. It is the, the epicenter of so much evil. They even came out and admitted they had dozens and dozens of biological warfare facilities there. Pentagon's finally had to admit it, even though we already knew. Ukraine is a basket case. And then they put these neo-Nazis in there. And the neo-Nazis are the main part of the Ukrainian military, as well as the parliament. And that was all brought in by our CIA and, and Obamaites. Neo-Nazis, I, I don't quite get it because what part of neo-Nazi do we not understand is hardcore evil? Like everything the left stands for when they try to make the claim of white supremacy. Ding, there you go. There's your neo-Nazi right there. That is a true group of neo-Nazism. And it happens to be Ukrainians. Now, you know, there's good Ukrainian people. Don't get me wrong. I feel really bad for them. Um, they're kind of stuck in between this. But when you look at history, it was the Germans through the Nazis who destroyed tens of millions of Russians and tried to destroy Russia and invade it. Before that, it was the French and Napoleon. So Putin's not stupid. I think he's actually pretty brilliant and he's probably smarter than most of the Western leaders right now. I think a lot of these Western leaders are puppets for the Council of Foreign Relations, and that's not a very good thing. Um, they think they're trying to bring us into this world order is a good thing. I personally don't trust any of them. I think most of those technocrats there in Belgium and uh, the United Nations, I would just walk away from the United Nations. I'd walk away from all of this. I just would. We don't need it. We just don't. There, our world could be such a better place if we stop this idea, but these are evil people and they want to bring in digital IDs, digital uh, currencies. They want a slave state of every human. I mean, it's bad news. And, and let alone if they do this pandemic treaty, the, we now turn over to the United Nations and the World Health Nut Organization, where they can actually have control over our medical choice, which is astounding because you notice our medical choice isn't even ours anymore. You have the, the criminal CDC as well as the FDA. And I know there's good people in both. Don't get me wrong. But the leadership of both these are so um, political and they're, they're woke in the bad way. They're evil. And what they dictated to the hospitals and to doctors and nurses and how they threaten and how they fire just because a doctor may want to try alternative treatments for his for sicknesses. It's just unbelievable what we're up against. 
but you can't trust anyone anymore. You can't trust doctors or nurses in this country unless you have a personal relationship and you know that they're going to do the right thing. Otherwise, they have to do what the CDC tells them, and the protocols coming out of the CDC and the FDA are just downright evil. I don't trust them. I don't trust them on any aspect. They're bought off by the pharmaceutical companies. Many people don't realize the budget for the FDA, a major chunk of the budget, actually comes from pharmaceutical company donation. So, I mean, you can't have a more conflict of interest. So with all that said... Russia is a perfectly aware of this. He knows Putin. He understands that the West is falling apart, that their moral decay is, is infecting their decision making. So he's speaking at this forum in St. Petersburg, and he's talking that they're, the, the sanctions have backfired. I mean, they're obviously doing the energy crisis on purpose because they want us off of fossil fuel, which is completely insane. Listen, I get it. I love alternative ideas of energy, but I think it all should coexist. I think we should do more nuclear power, and I think we should definitely keep fossil fuel. Absolutely. Don't kid yourself. It's not about the environment. What a joke. You get one burp from a volcano, you put more into the atmosphere than us humans do at any given time. So the whole thing is just a it's a political rat race. It's not honest, and that's the part that's disturbing because it's not honest. But these supply chain shortages are very real. And as Putin was speaking about the supply chain shortages, I think he understands very clearly that that is a way that they can, in China, that they can take down the West, especially the United States, economically. So he goes on to declare the end of the unipolar world as we know it. And I've discussed that a few times, saying the unipolar was the United States dominant U.S. dollar reserve currency. And we're now moving into a multipolar world. He goes on saying that over the past decades, new powerful centers have been formed on the planet. Well, that's the East. And each of them have developed their own political system and public institution. You have to just remember, folks, just back as far as World War II, uh, we were pretty dominant because a lot of these cultures were just fragmented and and sloppy and destroyed. They just weren't together where now it's all changed. He goes on to say that they not only have their own public institutions, but the implements of their own models of economic growth. And they have the right, he says, to protect themselves and to ensure national sovereignty. There's no longer this United States looking after the world and and taking care of the world. These countries are saying, we don't need you. We don't want you. You're no good to us. We'll take care of ourselves, which I totally understand. He says, we were talking about real processes, about truly revolutionary tectonic changes in geopolitics, global economy, and the technological sphere in the entire system of international relations. This is incredible speech by Putin. Now, the West isn't going to cover this much. You're not going to have average American people hearing this. But this is really huge. The Russian president criticized the European Union over the decision to impose anti-Russia sanctions, calling it crazy. And he said, not well thought out, which I would agree very much so. 
I personally think it's because they're woke and they're not as sharp as they used to be. They're not warriors anymore like they used to be. So they're not thinking clearly, especially the European Union. They're just I can't even go there. Putin said that their goal was to crush the Russian economy in one go. But they failed to achieve it. And that's very true. Initially, the Russian currency completely collapsed, but then it's rebounded and it's stronger now than it was before. And they're stronger now. Just look at the oil prices. I mean, they're making tens and tens of billions on their oil every month. It's incredible. Instead, the European Union politicians delivered a serious blow to their own economies, he said, prompting very high inflation, the president stressed. He estimated that the cost of the sanctions fever, they all got hyped up with it. I totally agree. I think everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we better take it down on Russia. Let's do it. And I didn't think they think they thought it out. I think Putin's speaking very clear here. He said it's going to cost the European Union around $400 billion this year alone and noted that the measures will become a burden on regular people's shoulders, which in Europe is absolutely happening. Even now here in the United States, we're seeing that as well. It is clear why they wage the propaganda campaign. What all these spell out is a 200 to 1 ruble dollar exchange rate and claims that our economy, is what they were saying anyway, is our economy would collapse. That's what they thought was going to happen. All this was and remains a tool in the information warfare, an attempt to put psychological pressure on the Russian people and the Russian society. That was a big part of it. He continued that stressing further that some global currencies are committing suicide. And all due respect, folks, I think that's the U.S. dollar. I do. I think we're in deep trouble. We're in a lot more trouble than you think because we are no longer really producing. We're, we're not making America great. We're making everybody else great. On the EU, European Union, Putin said that the European Union has completely lost its political sovereignty and its bureaucratic elites are dancing to someone else's tune, hence Washington, accepting and the Council of Foreign Relations, accepting whatever they are told from the above, causing harm to their own population and their own economy. The Germany is getting hit so bad with energy that they're, they're telling businesses they have to actually ration a gas. So they're telling landlords ration gas and energy. People are going to have to live at lower temperatures. And they're even discussing how there's going to be many, many, many bankruptcies because of the interruption. I mean, this isn't good for the, for the European unions. And a lot of this is coming here to America. You're going to see it. We're already seeing it. I know there are a lot of people who are already feeling the the heat from the inflation, uh, but it's going to get a lot worse, unfortunately. He continued to say that there will be a change of elites in the West as part of the revolutionary shift initiated by the Ukraine war and the U.S.-European overreach. He was saying such a detachment from reality, which I actually agree. And it's crazy for me to say that, by the way, folks. I am an army war veteran. I get it. I was there on the Berlin Wall. I was there crossing over in missions into Berlin with a unit. 
I knew, I know I was there with my unit watching Soviets, watching people exodus out of during the fall of the Berlin Wall in Germany and watching the families. It was just fascinating time in history. But I can't believe what we're seeing right now. This is astounding. I mean, I think we are truly the ones that are losing here. We have lost reality. And from the demands of society, we will inevitably lead, this eventually will inevitably lead to a surge. That's why, hence Trump, a surge of populism and the growth of radical movements like that on the left. It's also going to be leading to serious social and economic changes all the way down from degradation and then and in the near future, a very direct change of elites, Putin said. I hate to say it, but I kind of hope so. I personally don't like these elites, so, so called, so called Western elites. I think Macron, Trudeau, the left wing in this country, Biden, many other of these politicians, I think they're all terrible people. And they just really need to move along and go somewhere else. They just do. And I'm, I would like to see that change take place. So I agree with what he's trying to say. And yet no, those in the West are just not listening. The speech he gave essentially declared that despite the West attempt to hammer the Russian economy and bring it to its knees, the efforts have completely failed spectacularly and is blowing back on the West. Ukraine just got a big boost from its EU membership now. And so the, what, what did we do? We doubled down. We're doubling down. We're not even listening. So I don't know. It's like they're trying to walk us into World War III. I just don't. It doesn't make sense. But all I know is we, the people, better be prepared because it looks like we're not thinking clearly in the West and we're walking into trouble. So Ukraine has now got this big boost from EU membership bid on, on last Friday here with 27 member nations block executives giving full support for its candidate status. Russia is never going to let Ukraine be NATO. They've said it. We know it. We were never supposed to be doing it. After World War II, we said we would never expand east, and all we do is keep picking off countries expanding east. I get it to some extent as a, as a dominating empire, but we've crossed the line. We are now in the West so corrupt and immoral, and we're picking a fight with a very, very strong adversary. When they say Russia's a bear, I'm talking grisly. I wouldn't want to go up against the Russian troops or the Russian weaponry. I just wouldn't. And if you think what you're seeing in, in Ukraine is Russia's best, you're kidding yourself. So they've done it. And the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen announced for the first time that the commission recommends that Ukraine is given candidate status. This, of course, is on the understanding that they can carry out a number of reforms. <laughs> Ukraine carry out reforms. And that's not going to happen. She said further while speaking from Brussels, which, see, folks, that's the problem. It's Brussels. Hmm. Why is Brussels telling us what to do? 
I don't quite get this whole United Nations thing. And I definitely don't get Brussels in those European mental heads. I'm sorry, but those Europeans are not normal people. Their policies, the way they live their life, it's not normal. I wouldn't want to live there. Of course, I would love to live in Switzerland, but I just, I just can't believe that we're allowing this to be dictated to us. Ukraine should be welcome, they said, as a candidate country. They say we all know that Ukrainians are ready to die for the European perspective. We want them to live with us, the European dream. <laughs> European dream. Oh, you mean slaves? That's what you are in Europe. You're slaves. The French, you're slaves. You get paid a pittance. You're taxed to 75%. You can't do anything. You cross the street wrong. You get in trouble. In London, if your car just hits a white line, you get a ticket. I mean, they're pretty lunatic over there in a lot of ways. I mean, I lived in Europe for a few years. Back in the day, it was dynamic. Today, it is a joke. But again, it's a high population, and so they, they almost have to go this route. Even French President Macron, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, and Italian Prime Minister Draghi traveled to Kiev by train, where they delivered a unified and strong signal of his support. Gosh, too bad that train didn't get hit, right? To Ukraine amid the Russian invasion. In Russian invasion, I love that. They publicly backed Ukraine's path to the EU, urging immediate candidacy. Well, we all know, even though Ukraine is very enthusiastic and they're excited to be supported by the European Union, the process of this is still expected to take years and possibly even decades. It's uh, not going to happen, folks. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because I think what Putin said is more important. They're playing games because they know it's going to take forever to even initiate that. But they're poking at the bear. They're threatening to make it happen, forcing Putin to do something to stop it. They're making this happen. They are the United States and NATO. They are making Russia react. I just that's the part I just guess I, I just disagree we know they can get formal approval and maybe somehow NATO thinks they can walk in and then protect them. But looming heavy in the background is Moscow. And they're going to dial up pressure. They already are. They're dialing up pressure on European nations, drastically reducing energy flows and natural gas for the biggest customers in Western Europe, sending prices dramatically higher. Putin, in a statement issued the same day as Van der Leen in the EU candidacy preliminary approval, he said and he stressed the growing cost to Europe over its pro-Ukraine position and anti-Russian sanctions will easily reach about $400 billion in losses this year alone. And Putin predicted the fertilizer shortage could push food prices even higher. He said Russia could boost the exports of fertilizer and grain, but these sanctions make that impossible. Russia cannot be blamed, he said. U.S. leaders are mounting an attack and they're blaming Putin full stop for a severe global fertilizer shortage when it's we in the United States that are doing it. This is pretty darn explosive stuff, folks. I would take it serious. The West does not report on Russia's indication. Uh, they don't really give Putin much of a, a place to say. I'm not saying he's the great, greatest guy in the world, but I'm just telling you, I think we're making a very big mistake in the West. And we're going to find out real soon if I'm right. I'd be getting gold and silver. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Till next time. Record money printing. 
wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals, and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.